Rewind to late October and picture Mason Marchment of the Ducks skating all by himself down the PPG Paints Arena ice with the game on his blade and just so effortlessly beating Tristan Jari to win that game for Anaheim. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Penguins versus Devils tonight here in Pittsburgh. I'll be there covering for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Looking forward to that. It'll be the Penguins' chance at a sixth consecutive victory. And this ongoing winning streak has been built on, kind of quietly, I should add, the goaltender, the same goaltender, who that night, after Marchman beat him, sat there in front of us at his stall and acknowledged that he hadn't been doing enough to give his teammates a chance to win. It wasn't the kind of thing you'd hear from him very often. He's done it before, but this seemed really serious. This seemed almost playoff serious in the moment. That game was taken hard by a lot of people, both inside and outside the building. But coincidence or not, and I really don't think it was, that also was where everything started to turn around. Penguins go out to California, sweep all three games out there, come home, take care of business against Buffalo, take care of business a couple nights ago in Columbus. And along the way, Jari's won four of those games. Of course, the only one that he didn't start was the result of that injury above the eye in Los Angeles. And he's now, over this span... Since November 4th, got a 9.55 save percentage that is the third best in the NHL in that period, trailing only Charlie Lindgren at 9.69, Aiden Hill at 9.68. Now, (laughs) we can do small sample sizes in one direction or the other all you want, because I can also show you numbers from Jari's first handful of games that would suggest that he's the worst goaltender in the world. So take take this sort of thing uh, with a massive dose of salt. But it sure beats the alternative, doesn't it? When you see the Penguins playing in front of Jari and they've got confidence in him, I believe that that allows their most impactful defensemen, those, of course, being Eric Carlson and Chris Letang, to do their thing and to do it without all that much worry. And that's not to suggest that either Carlson or Latang has led up defensively. My goodness, Latang specifically. Are you kidding? Uh, his, his work in his own end right now, some of the very best of his career and double that when it goes to penalty killing. But they're feeling that in part because they're feeling the way Jari's playing behind them. That ignites the engine. Then the puck goes up to the forwards. And you see the way those guys are playing right now, at least through the first three lines. Everything starts 
with Jari. We can sing to the heavens, as I was doing here just yesterday, about Sidney Crosby, about Evgeny Malkin, about the great start that Riley Smith has had. The third line really looks awesome and everything else. Nothing matters unless Jari is not just good, not just very good, but close to great. That is the formula. I have been saying this for months, and here it is again. That, for those who are maybe new to the sport or don't follow it all that closely or just kind of casual fans, a 955 save percentage, even over the span of four games and change, is really high. It's crazy high. No one will finish with a save percentage like that this season in the NHL. You'll see that the Vezina Trophy winner uh, or the top two, three goaltenders in the league will all be at most into the 930s. So what you have there is evidence that not just that the Penguins are playing well in front of Jari, but also that he is stopping a very high percentage of the shots that he is still facing. Are they defending better? Sure. Are they minimizing the caliber or the quality of chances that the other teams are getting? Sure, they really are too. But on those occasions when they haven't, he's been there. Okay, so deep breath here. Because this probably sounds like I'm declaring him, you know, all the way back and here we go and whatever else here. I'm not. I'm not. I looked at some of his body language from the press box in Columbus a couple nights ago and didn't like it. I saw him swinging his neck around to see where the puck was behind him. Never a good sign with a goaltender. I saw him not when I mentioned strength from the crease, you're going to remember the one time that he came way out of the net to disrupt a breakaway. That was actually good. I mean, straying from the crease when he moves left to right or vice versa. He is usually very economical, almost robotic in that specific movement. And when he isn't, something's a little bit off. But the third period came along and he was at his best in every capacity. Most notably on the penalty kill. Blue Jackets missed the net a few times, but they missed the net in part because he was out that far and they were trying to see something that wasn't there. This isn't going to be something that people are going to trumpet. Everyone wants to see tons and tons of Jari before they believe in him, even for the shortest term. I get that. He's kind of set that stage for himself. But this is exactly, exactly how you would want him to have responded to that game against Anaheim. And the longer it keeps going, the more real it becomes. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Mark, who says, DK, if the Wild continue struggling and they look to have a lost season, and if Kyle Dubas decides he needs more goaltending depth for the playoffs, do I even need to finish the question? No, of course you don't, Mark. And I've thought about it myself. I'm not going to lie. Okay, I I covered a huge chunk of Marc-Andre Fleury's career in Pittsburgh, beginning with going up and spending a weekend uh, in the summer after his draft 
in northern Quebec to meet his family and friends and neighbors for a long story that ran in the Post-Gazette. It would be wonderful to have him back. It'd be wonderful from a storyline perspective. Uh, Reporters, writers, commentators, we all love that sort of thing. So whether it's personal or professional, it would be tremendous. So yes, it's crossed my mind too. However, however, setting aside the fact that you threw in like 19 hypotheticals there and and somehow managed to leave out that Billy Guerin's the GM up there and Billy would be more aware of this scenario that you're describing than most GMs. This is not set up to work out that way. One of the things you have to remember without my getting really boring and uh, start, you know, getting into contracts and roster counts and so forth is that this team has three experienced NHL goaltenders under contract. So the decision about the goaltending depth chart has already been made. And as you've seen, even with Alex Nedeljkovic out for the past month, Magnus Helberg stepped in and won a pretty big game out there in California. Played really well, I might add. Used that big frame. I'll also add that even though both of these guys, Nedeljkovic and Helberg, are new To Pittsburgh and to Pittsburgh fans, they have really been received warmly on the inside. They have outgoing, spirited, wonderful personalities about them. They're not quiet. They're not sitting in the background. They're terrific teammates. They're terrific with each other. Their relationship with Tristan Jari. Jari genuinely seems to really like having them around. So I'm going to say it again. The decision's already been made. And whether or not anyone would want to hear this, Jari's psyche does matter here. And the moment you bring Flower back into the room, and now you know what I'm going to say, I don't care how old he is. I don't care what his role's been in Minnesota or Vegas or anywhere else. He's Flower. In Pittsburgh. And every time he takes the net as a Pittsburgh Penguin in the 2023-24 season, obviously, hypothetically, he's going to get the chance and the flower, flower. And the guy who is supposed to be your linchpin, the guy who really has to be your linchpin, given the fact that he's in the prime of his career and all else, He's going to be sitting on the bench looking around going, what the heck, man? <laughs> you know, what am I even doing here? And the same would apply to the locker room. So there's a million reasons why I normally, it, and, and most people who hear my stuff know that I, I don't even like answering hypothetical questions or whatever. But where Flower is concerned, you know, he's bigger than that. And yeah, it would be fantastic from the, Uh, you know the emotional standpoint and everything else but it just doesn't add up from either the hockey or the roster standpoints i appreciate the question that was a really good one i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of penguins and again penguins versus devils tonight we'll do another one of these shows tomorrow 